Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Planet of the Agents. I'm super ecstatic to have you with me. I am your host, of course, Dave Baker. I have something that I really want to talk about today, and I am very excited to discuss this topic because it's a question that I get frequently. First, of course, as a quick reminder, make sure that you're signed up for the newsletter at planetoftheagents.com. We have some fun changes coming to the website, and those who have memberships will also get to see some new features. But to be notified about them, of course, you will want to sign up for the newsletter, again, at planetoftheagents.com. Now, as always, if you have any questions or want to send some comments or your ideas or thoughts or suggestions for an interview, you can reach me at dave at planetoftheagents.com. And guess what? I actually read those emails as much as I can, and I look forward to getting them, and it's a great part of doing the show. Today, let's jump right in. The thing I want to talk about today is new opportunities. What's great about being in the insurance business, especially if you're an insurance agent or producer or broker, whatever you like to call it, is that all around you, there are opportunities in insurance. I think of all the times that I'm going somewhere with somebody who doesn't work in the industry and they say, well, what does a place like this need? What does a nursery need? you know, like a plant store? Or what does this this roller skate store need? That's kind of a unique example, but I did recently see a store that happened to have a lot of roller skates for sale, and it looked like that was a big part of their business. It was a small sporting goods store. And I can instantly rattle off numerous types of insurance that a store needs. I mean, just think about it. Pretend they have employees. Of course, they're going to need workers' comp. That's practically the law in most states. They're going to need general liability to cover their slip and fall risks. They're going to need property coverage. If they take credit cards, they need cyber. They'll need business income in case something terrible happens. I mean, there are so many types of insurance that they might need. They might want to get group health insurance if that's an option for them. There are just so many variables. And that's just a few different coverages that I named. And each coverage and each business brings new opportunities, right? When you think of getting a quote for a business, you might just think of one thing. If I was to take a guess, I would say that most people are thinking about general liability. It's obviously one of the more requested coverages and landlords require it. So that's logical. But wow, are there just a lot of things that you can quote for one small business. Now, Let's be realistic. Does that mean that every business is going to buy every line of coverage? No, of course not. But at least you know that you can offer it to them if they're concerned about a certain risk that goes beyond what their contracts require, like what their landlord is requiring. But today, I want to talk a little bit more about the opportunities there are in the world right now to write different 
insurance for different types of businesses. So here's the thing, everybody. People often say to me, well, a lot of businesses are closed. I can't really get a lot of quotes right now. In my state, things aren't really reopened. Now, quick sidebar, obviously, depending on where you live, there's a different situation going on. So we can all keep that in mind. Just remember that all over the country, people are seeing different things. So again, what I hear a lot is that there are just nothing but closures and, you know, businesses are struggling. They don't really want to buy insurance. Well, sure. Of course, some businesses are struggling. But what does that mean? That means that there are other businesses that might be thriving, right? Not all businesses experience the same thing at the same time. That also applies to personal lines, and I'm going to get into that in a second. This is how I like to analyze what's going on in the business world and what opportunities we have. Okay, obviously I focus more on commercial insurance being on the wholesale side. Um, for those of you who don't know that, of course, you can reach out to me and I'd be happy to share what I do and how we work to help agents with their business insurance quotes. But the thing is, you have to remember that it's not a it's not a absolute situation in the sense that just because some businesses are hurting or some are closing, which is terrible, and we're all sad about that, that doesn't mean that every business in the world is gone. Remember, money isn't erased, okay? It just transfers hands, right? It goes from one person or one business or one place to another, just like in the stock market. Sure, they say that you know wealth is erased and things like that have happened where you'll hear things about millions, billions, and trillions of dollars being erased, but it's really just changing hands, right? So I like to separate this opportunity into two categories, if you will. All right. First, I like to think that there's a micro scale and a macro scale. Micro meaning the, you know, the, the fine, the, the tiny ones, the fine tune points and macro, the, the bigger picture ones, right? Let me give you an example. During the holiday season, right, from, say, October through December, or depending on when you like to get festive, it might start in September. Remember hearing that early holiday music in September, barely at the end of summer, right? So during the holiday season, you'll see things popping up that are what I call micro-seasonal businesses. It's in a little season. So here are some examples, right? Pumpkin patches, you see those popping up. That's a new opportunity that you can pretty much only write during the holiday season. I'm sure in some places you have annual pumpkin patches, but it's not something that I regularly see. You'll also start seeing Christmas tree lots. You know, those are things that only really occur during the holiday season. You see those short-term Halloween costume stores. Once again, while there are annual costume stores... Don't you find that you see a lot of pop-up and short-term costume stores that you don't see throughout the year? So to me, that's a great example of a micro-scale opportunity that's only seasonal. And if you think about that, and you want to expand on that, that means that there are opportunities that change with not just the seasons, but also they change with economic shifts and societal shifts, like things we're seeing right now. When the entire economy changes, you're going to see new businesses popping up. 
new stores popping up, new professions popping up. Remember, there are literally new professions that exist that didn't exist 20 years ago or 100 years ago. And there are some that are largely gone. Look what happened when people started streaming. Depending on how old you are, you might remember going to Blockbuster Video. And I recently saw a documentary. It said there's only one left and in the state of Oregon. And great for them. That's amazing that they're still there. But at one time, there were 7,500 or more stores. Don't quote me on the exact number. I just saw the documentary and I, they had referenced something like that. But look at how society's habits with movies changed, right? So you might have gone from writing retail store insurance to now having to move into a technology professional liability type of insurance. That to me is what I call a macro shift. That's a huge change. But what does change bring? Change brings new opportunities. Now, if you focus on personal lines, you might be thinking, well, that doesn't really apply because I just sell certain products that are you know, used annually, like car insurance. And during the tough time that's been occurring recently, people are driving less. So I've heard, although when I went out, I did see some traffic again. And people are working from home, so you know they might be driving their cars more for personal usage and less commuting. Okay, I understand that. But I went to the motorcycle store, and the gentleman at the shop told me that they were seeing a huge pickup in sales. And I asked why. I said, I thought times are tough. Why would people be coming out here to buy something that I consider a, an, an optional fun item in their life? And they said... The, the first man who was talking to me said, it's the stimulus check. And then someone chimed in behind him. That's exactly what it is. People are spending their checks on new motorcycles. So there's a sample of opportunity in the personal lines world. Sure, maybe your car insurance or auto insurance sales are down. Maybe they're down huge. But are you paying attention to what's going on in the motorcycle market, in the off-road vehicle market? Depending on the weather where you live, you've got the watercraft market. You've got those, you know, personal watercrafts are generally in the same ballpark price as a motorcycle, depending on how fancy you want to go. What about all that opportunity? If you've only focused on auto insurance, which I hear a lot of personal lines agents tell me, it's 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 like an extreme number I hear. I'll hear personal lines agents tell me we're 95% auto insurance. Everything else just happens to be an add-on. Sometimes I hear that in the home market as well, depending on who you're networking with and how your business is set up, where an agency will say, we're 90% home insurance, we're 90% property, you know, dwelling, fire, and rental. For me, I like to always pay attention to the other opportunities around. Part of that is I don't want to put all of my eggs in one basket. You know, people ask me, if you sell a lot of XYZ product, why don't you just only sell that? And I said, well, I want to diversify a little. You know, I want to spread around the risk of losing business. And we're not talking about risk, like liability risk or insurance risk, right? We're talking about business risk. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket because there was a time when I was uh, in the retail set side of the business, you know, out there selling insurance just like everybody else, that I was like, this is amazing. We could just sell all this auto insurance. You're going to have all these renewals. People are so loyal. And people said, well, why are you trying to grow your business insurance side, your commercial side, if you're doing so well with auto insurance? And I said, well, you know, I just don't know what the future holds. Who knows what's going to happen? 
sometimes I'd give an example of something obscure that I think could happen. Like we could have all self-driving cars in five years. Now I was saying that, you know, 15 years ago. And sure, at that time that seemed a little extreme, but I just said, well, it could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Or you might have some major economic shift or some major thing that occurs. And look what happened in 2020. That's sometimes referred to as a black swan event. If you're not familiar with that term, it's, it's interesting. You should look it up. What is a black swan event? You can certainly find it on the internet. So the point of this is you've got opportunity right now. You have it in both personal lines and commercial lines. Now, I will make a side comment that I do feel that personal lines is going to get infinitely harder over time, especially after 2020, where people were largely becoming more interested in doing things online and calling call centers and things like that. Obviously, a lot of insure tech companies are really pushing personal lines and small commercial, small, easy to write products. Think of the things that you buy online versus the things you still go to the store for. It could be anything. Like, for example, you could now you can buy fresh food online and it can be delivered to your house in two or three hours. But maybe that's not offered by a generic place. For example, I was trying to make a recipe that called for lemongrass and another slightly more obscure vegetable. And I noticed in the online delivery places, they didn't offer that. They were offering vegetables that are more common, you know, cucumbers and broccoli, etc. But when I wanted something special, I had to get up and I had to go to the store to get it. It's kind of the same experience that I see people having with insurance. If it's very easy, it's likely going to be done online at some point. If it's more difficult, then great. So you might be asking yourself, well, what are these businesses that I could be looking at? Let me throw out some examples. First, do you remember back in 2008 when you started hearing about foreclosures really picking up around that time, give or take a, a year or a couple months? Well, think about that time. What was happening? There were foreclosures, which meant you had vacant homes, which meant you had junk in those homes. So what was thriving? Well, the junk removal business probably grew dramatically, right? People would literally leave their home with their stuff in it. And while that was absolutely terrible, there were businesses that were able to turn that into opportunity. So when they turned that into opportunity, that could have been your chance to help them with their liability insurance or commercial auto insurance or other coverages. Remember, when there's a societal shift or the economy makes a major change, there are new businesses that are going to pop up or businesses that have been operating in a smaller capacity that are now going to be larger and more relevant, right? So let's look at today. What's something that you're seeing today? Well, you're seeing a big shift to online shopping, right? To me, that's a massive opportunity. On one hand, I've heard about stores closing. I see stores closing. It breaks my heart but some of them have gone online. Sometimes those retail stores will add an online component, but some of them will actually just become an online store. P 
people are also launching their own home-based businesses, crafting things. There's actually a, a class, I believe, called the crafters or something similar to that. People are making crafts. They sell them on Etsy. They sell them on the web. And some websites require them, just like a landlord, to buy insurance. So while you might be used to selling small business insurance to stores that were retail operations that had brick and mortar locations, today, are you reaching out to the consumers, I'm sorry, to the, <laughs> to the clients or potential clients that are offering online sales? There's a huge opportunity there. One thing that I found was interesting is I've noticed more people are just manufacturing some of their own products. Sometimes they're buying them overseas, of course, and relabeling them. Sometimes they manufacture themselves. If you're a crafter, for example, you might be making your own jewelry. That's something you could probably do at home quite easily. Might not be easy to make it look good, but it might be easier to manufacture than, say, something more complicated like, I don't know, a computer. So the next question is, you know, do I have carriers that cater to that? What I'm hearing and seeing is people are having to go to surplus lines more and more because a lot of companies that are in the preferred market, they don't want to necessarily write people who manufacture things at home. They have different rules and requirements. So it might shift how you do business. So just keep thinking of that. Depending on where your business is at right now, you might be struggling to find new clients, but there are clients out there. There are a ton of them. Remember this sentence, okay? It's a common expression. I used to hear it all the time. Small business is the backbone of America. We have so many small businesses here. It's amazing. And you know what they need? They need you. They need you to help them and guide them and tell them about some of the coverages that are available to them. The key part for you to focus on might just be how to reach them. You know, that's something you'll just have to make is your first step potentially you want to figure out how am i going to reach these clients let's take one step back first who do you want to reach that'll be the first step and then second we'll be figuring out how to reach them and that's actually something that could be a huge episode reaching out to clients and generating leads and that's something we're actually going to be addressing probably in a boot camp setting that we're working on and if you want to learn more about that actually Make sure you are signed up for the newsletter because that's where we are going to announce the boot camp. Uh, again, you can sign up at planetoftheagents.com. You'll just have a button where you can click sign up for the newsletter. And that's going to give you access to the new agency resources section that's coming very soon. Very excited about that. I've actually been testing some products myself. So I'm going to kind of give my two cents on how they work for me. And if it's something I like, I'm going to put it up there. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of the show. It's been quite a year, and we're kind of at the one-year mark for everything that's been going on. And I'm so glad to have some of you reaching out to me and letting me know about how you're doing. And I love to be part of the part of the picture, and hopefully I can offer you some insights based on my experience and help you continue to maintain and grow your business. Remember... People always tell you this in business. If you're not growing, you're dying. Now, if you're sitting on a huge book of renewals, you might be okay. But that's not what everyone's doing right now. And I know a lot of you out there are looking to grow your business and redefine a path for your future. All right, everybody. You can reach out to me, of course, at dave at planetoftheagents.com. Thanks again for listening. Please remember to click that subscribe button wherever you are 
listening. Of course, we're on iTunes, but we've also joined Pandora, and we are on Spotify and several other platforms as well. All right, everybody. Take care. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.